0: I'm about to spend $50,000. Yep, $50,000. Buying the most expensive tech on the internet to try and find out what true luxury feels like. All right, so what I think I want to do is to find the most extreme versions of existing tech that you'll probably all be familiar with. So for example, a normal Bluetooth speaker would be something like this, $27. But this is the most expensive Bluetooth speaker on the planet. I think I've seen a couple of YouTubers test the entry-level model of this type of speaker, but this is the nearly $4,000 Opera de Paris version, whatever that means. Okay, so if someone had unlimited Budget, what tech would they buy? Oh, they would get things customized. Custom Nintendo Switch. Oh my gosh. Retro OG Nintendo theme. And hey, that looks absolutely stunning. It's kind of borrowing elements from Nintendo's original NES console. Why does it look so good here? Is there a custom PS5? There's loads of custom controllers here. There's one called the Scuff Reflex Pro, which apparently has unparalleled So You've got 15 different base colors, or you can go designer. The cherry blossom's actually kind of nice, but it's all about the gold. Wow. <laughs> you can customize the joystick height, the color of the rings around each joystick. That is one expensive controller, my goodness. We need to get a luxury PlayStation 5 faceplate to match. Ooh, this works. It's $50, but it looks fancy. And it's also got cooling vents too. So I guess it's kind of a feature add. Oh, and this is like the same thing, but with extra RGBs built inside of it. This is how you get my attention. So really, we're already like 70% of the way there to building the ultimate luxury gaming setup. We need a really good screen to top the whole thing off. So LG's flagship TV right now, the best of the best you can get is their 97-inch G2 Gallery Edition. £25,000. Technically, that is in budget, but it's not what I want to be spending the budget on. Like, TV prices tend to drop very quickly. I have just had an idea. Okay, so my parents have a cinema room in their basement, and it's currently being powered by a $1,000 or so projector. If we swap that out for the most ridiculous projector that they would never even consider buying on their own, that would actually be such a good gift. Wow. I mean, at the very, very highest end, projectors are not cheaper than TVs, but you're not constrained to a fixed size. Like it seems like a lot of these super, super high-end projectors, they can do like 200 inches, no problem. So you got something for $500, you got something for like $1,200. I mean, all of the guides point towards this one projector being the one to go for. That's so much to spend on one thing. That's literally like buying a car. Okay, all right, fine, let's do it. You only get one set of parents. So I'll buy this, I'll set this up in my parents' basement and I will surprise them with it. That's gonna be insane. Oh, we also need the most expensive chair to sit on. Okay, this is the kind of thing I'm looking for. I want something that doesn't have like a, a hard skeleton to it that you can just kind of sink into. So what's the highest end version of that we can get? Behold, the Squidger. I think we found the one. That really appeals to me. The Squidger is a thousand dollars. I wonder if there's people on Etsy who specifically make like elite level keyboards. Cause the DIY keyboard scene is actually quite massive. And you can go to the absolute extreme when making a keyboard. A wooden keyboard made for people who love the feel of typing on natural wood. What about the mouse? So apparently this is basically as high end as you can get. The Razer Viper Mini Signature Edition. It doesn't look like anything spectacular. But let's just- Trust what the internet says and try it. How much do you think a desk lamp should cost? So it turns out Dyson makes a desk light and it is 700. It says it transforms your space. How though? It's a light. We all know there's only one way to find out. Okay, so just putting the setup and stuff aside, what about the general luxury lifestyle? Oh, we could try and find the best phone case. I feel like a lot of luxury accessories will just basically slap 24 karat gold onto it and just call it a day. But this is actually tastefully done. It's something I'd probably use. Can we give our MacBook the same treatment? Okay, this is nice. It looks like a a combination of both leather and gold. Slightly scared to search this, but what about luxury men's clothing? What is that? <laughs> That's not a cardigan. Oh, the trainers is interesting because you can get shoes now that lace themselves, you can get shoes that wirelessly charge. Oh, wow. These are like the kind of shoes that I would have dreamt of wearing as a kid. These are over a thousand. Even look like something from this planet. I really can't tell if these are gonna look incredible or terrible when I put them on. App enabled tint changing smart sunglasses with built in audio. I know what would finish this off perfectly. Let's get a few really high end kitchen gadgets. There is a waffle maker here for 500. Best knives on the planet, 3,500 for three knives. They've got 33 layers of metal apparently. (laughs) they better be able to cut for us for that price. what is this? So I'm on a shoe site called Zellefeld and they're saying they're gonna 3D print your shoes specifically for your feet. So every single pair of trainers is completely one of a kind. Okay, so you pick like a base design, select a size, how wide and how snug you want the fit. So let's go medium. Okay, order placed. Let's fast forward a month and uh, see what arrives. There is $50,000 worth of tech on this bed right now. This is about to be every tech lover's fantasy. So let's go from least expensive to most expensive. Only thing is, I don't know what time my dad is going to come today. So I need to make sure this projector is at least somewhat ready so that we can surprise him with it. All right, so now that's ready, let's start with the accessories. Is $80 worth it to bling out your PS5? So from a distance, everything looks fantastic. The LEDs, the gold, it's incredibly lush. And based on the aesthetics alone, I think if you ask most people how much this glow-up cost, they probably say at least $80. But then when you actually touch it, it is all plastic everywhere. And the listing is kind of misleading about the fact that you then have trailing cables out the back to power the LEDs. We'll keep building on this gaming room as we (laughs) unbox more tech. (laughs) Oh, wow, okay. (laughs) I all of this is for a smartphone case. Even the inner box is made of wood. And, oh my gosh, there's more. This is actually kind of excessive. Boy, does it make an impression. Oh, this is nice. It's got a really soft felt-like interior and a really smooth, but at the same time, grippy leather-like finish on the back. And it's just tastefully done. I do feel like the beauty may only be skin deep. It's creakier than my knees. I love how that's an insult to the case. So for $120 then, the laptop skin comes in a bag. I mean, it looks fantastic at a distance, but up close, this is just flimsy plastic. This is definitely one of the major risks when you're specifically shopping for luxury things. It's just really hard to tell when something's actually being built for the price being charged, or if someone's just seizing the opportunity to repurpose a $3 case from China. Ugh, this is not great. I mean, the plus side is from a distance, it's nice. It looks like leather and gold and it's fancy, and it does cover up all the fingerprints and the that I had previously on my laptop. But I mean, it doesn't fit properly. Like it's kind of coming off at the bottom here. And also the extra weight the case adds, you can tell that Apple hasn't really factored it into their design because beyond a certain point, it just closes by itself now. The Razer Viper Mini, which I think is actually the most I've ever spent on a mouse. Wait, what the? This is a nicer box than my engagement ring came. The mouse itself though, it, it doesn't even feel real. It's like lighter than air. I mean, the way it normally works when you pay more for expensive gadgets is you get more stuff. It's heavier, it's weightier, it's more premium. But this is kind of the opposite. <laughs> to make this mouse as light as it possibly can be, they've actually gone to the extent of shaving away every bit of material that they think doesn't need to be there. Which I suppose if the performance is the same is a good thing. And there's so much airflow to my hands. And then as far as the material's concerned, there's no no heavy stainless steel at all here. This is just a super lightweight magnesium alloy. And then the other crown jewel for this mouse is something they call hyperpoling. So most wireless devices like mice, they'll report their location to the computer about a thousand times per second. This thing can do 8,000 times. Oh, damn, <laughs> this thing glides. You normally feel just this tiny hint of latency between when you move your hand and when the cursor moves, but here there is nothing. We've actually made the entire scroll wheel hollow. It's also only just dawned on me. The benefit of it being so light is there's like no resistance from the table. Look at this! You actually just hear me say the word mouse. (gasps) I know. (laughs) We need to stop saying the M word. This is good progress for our office setup, but uh, we'll be back. (laughs) Now, I am a bit of a sucker for sunglasses. I'm that guy who on holiday actually will buy one of those $3 Roy-Ban glasses someone sells you on the beach. But see, these are not $3 glasses. These are not $30 glasses. These are $300 sunglasses. But what's really exciting about these is that they're not just expensive because they have a fancy brand name attached to them. They're expensive because they have built-in audio as well as self-tinting electrochromic lenses. Oh wow, so you can see tiny slits for the speakers on either side. I'm assuming they're gonna fire directly directly into my ears. Ah, it's pretty tinny sounding. You can tell it's coming from a really tiny little speaker unit and there's like no bass at all. I mean, it is so cool that a pair of sunglasses even come with the option, but I wouldn't use it. There's also a lot of sound leakage. Like I can still hear it even when I take them off and hold them like this. But the audio is kind of a secondary feature. The main thing these things advertise themselves as is self tinting. So there's an application, obviously. You can go into your sunglasses settings and adjust your tint level. Can you see my eyes right now? Wow. So I'm completely incognito. This is a proper like men in black out of a movie gadget. So You've got fully light, fully dark, Then you can also create presets if you want a very specific setting. This is a slightly strange concept though. I'm just imagining being in a conversation with someone and the sun suddenly comes out and you're there like trying to fiddle with your sunglass tint level. Plus, now you've just got one extra gadget's battery to worry about. I am actually really confused right now. So the way this company is described to work is you order, they then email you a link to install their app, which lets you 3D scan your feet so that they can print the shoe to match those dimensions. But I never got that email. I did just find out there's a lot of data of my feet on the internet right now, surely not. I just kept waiting and waiting for an email from them until eventually I got one that said package shipped. So I am genuinely confused as to what exactly has arrived. I know that if you're really into sneakers, shoes can quite easily get more expensive than the $350 this cost, but it's not cheap. My current experience with most things that are 3D printed is that they are pretty rough around the edges. Oh my God, what? is this. Doesn't look great. And you know what? You can see all the classic hallmarks of a 3D printed product. Like all the kind of classic loose threads that come with it. It's so intricate, wow. But then on the other, I guess it just would have been nice to have some color variety or like some textural variation. But I guess the most important thing is how do they feel? This is actually kind of surprising. That feels fantastic. Now I'm even more confused. Did they actually 3D print these to my feet without me giving them my feet details? This is the first time I felt a glove-like feeling for my toes. Do you know what? I'm keeping these. They actually kind of feel like high-definition Crocs. All right, now we're getting to the major league gadgets. Why on earth is this PS5 controller the same price as a PS5? So at least part of it is definitely the aesthetics and the feel of it. And on that front, I got to say, I am a massive fan. For starters, it's got this insane like density to it. It really feels like a mean piece of work. You got the decals all over, which I don't know if I think it's an improvement, but it's definitely fancy. Oh, these are basically instant reflex triggers, which are designed to be kind of like mouse clicks, like a tiny bit of pressure, and then it's activated, as opposed to the standard PS5 controller's very slow, soft, mushy kind of press. Oh, and also, listen to this. The face buttons are basically silent. Whereas the standard PS5 controller has this tiny little bit of rattle with each of them. Right, time to see if $400 actually makes me a better player. This is Street Fighter. Neither of us have played this game, so you say. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's brand new, right? It's just come out. You've only had two days. So question for you. How do you feel holding the normal controller? It's better than the PS4 one, obviously, but I don't feel like I've got an advantage in any meaningful way. So I'm hoping my extra clicky short travel buttons are gonna help me out with uh, response time here. Oh no, he's smashing me. So so far, luxury is not buying me skill. One of the main features of this controller is meant to be the fact that the buttons are kind of silent, but I suppose in the heat of a battle, that's not really something that's gonna matter to you. But I have to say one thing though, this does feel very premium. So th- there's very little rattle in the. Am I dead? Yeah, you did. You do sound more professional. <laughs> Right, okay, the takeaway here is that it requires a lot of skill to be able to properly take advantage of a controller of this level. For an average player like me, no point. Now, when gadgets get expensive, they tend to go in either one of two directions. Either the luxury route, which focuses on materials and aesthetics, or the functional route, which focuses on just being able to do more. And the latter is firmly where this $500 waffle maker fits in. Compare that now to a $10 waffle maker, which is basically a slab of metal and comes pre-baked with grease on the handle. Mm, delicious. Right, I've put together what looks like waffle mix. Um, can't speak to the flavor of it yet, but both are getting the same treatment. All right, so the $10 experience is you open it up and you pour your waffle mix inside. This has actually got self-raising flour in, so I've got to be very careful not to overfill it. And we close it up, seal it via the handle. That feels not secure. And then you just hold it over the fire. <laughs> I mean, one thing that you also definitely don't get with a $10 maker is any indication at all of progress. So really, to use something like this properly, you'd actually need more skill than to use something like this. Even though this looks like the more pro piece of equipment. Okay, it's steaming, this is big reveal time. Hey, not bad at all. It's a little bit hollow on one side. Oh, there's also a big difference between how much it's cooked on one side versus the other, which is kind of inevitable given how manual this is. But what matters is the texture. going to be a nice crisp crunch. Pretty crispy on the outside, pretty fluffy on the inside. That is a strong eight out of 10 waffle. Okay, this has the potential to provide a lot of joy. All right, so you flick the switch and it's gonna let me know there when it's ready for me to pour the mixture in. It's also kind of cool that it comes with a drip tray. Like if I'd overfilled this one, it would have just gone straight into the fire. Oh, it's actually taking ages. The $10 waffle maker would have made a family of waffles by now. I'm hoping now that it says it's ready to receive, it's uh, gonna be a quick process. so satisfying watching it fill all these holes. Oh, thank God for the drip tray. <laughs> Look at the back. Well oh, that's unfortunate. Lots of steamy action here. I'm assuming this thing's actually gonna... <laughs> Is that the waffle crying out for help? What the? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so conflicted because it smells incredible and <laughs> it's farting out the back. There's <laughs> actually water dripping out the back. When you go for a two, sometimes a <laughs> one comes out. <laughs> Oh! Okay, I mean the inside looks a lot, lot better than the outside. It looks so intricately designed. Clearly, $500 ups the presentation factor. It's fairly evenly cooked on both sides, but not exactly. Is it going to taste better? Can you tell I'm hungry? Mmm, whoa. Look at that. Can you see the difference in the texture of the crunchy base and the really soft interior? I was sceptical, I have to say, but every single one of these pockets is a joyous culinary experience. And aside from having the potential to be a little messier, it at least is a very idiot-proof experience. Let's put some blueberries on it, a nice homemade blue waffle custom switch. There's no custom packaging for this, but that makes sense. I mean, whoever's made this has bought a new switch, customised it and placed it back in the box it came in. I mean, the key thing that I'm curious about here is the quality of the finish. Because with all this stuff on Etsy, you have this entire spectrum all the way from, yeah, this was clearly made using someone's $80 3D printer that sits in the cupboard under the stairs, all the way to genuinely spectacular pieces of art. And I'm not gonna lie, this is definitely falling closer towards the latter part of it. The custom buttons, they're not made of metal like they look, they are still plastic but they feel fantastic. I just love the way that two tone, two texture finishes look like this. I think the contrast between the matte finish on the controllers in the back of the Switch and the glossy finish of all the buttons, it's so striking. And I think I appreciate it more now knowing how hard it actually is to customize the Switch. As you'll know if you saw that YouTube short I posted a couple of weeks ago. But I guess the thing that actually completes the look is this dock over here so smart looking. You can tell that someone's really thought about how best to apply the NES theme to the Switch. This was not just an overnight job. It's always so cool seeing the Switch interface with these massive Switch Joy-Cons. It's actually really cool. They've even customized the inner trigger buttons. Who uses those? I thought it would be fitting to play NES Mario since it is an NES Switch. This is old, old school. The environment almost looks hand-drawn and you can kind of see it being rendered into the scene as you're moving towards it. Okay, the game kind of sucks nowadays, but it's the feeling, it's the... the memories that it's bringing back that, to be fair, this custom controller is doing a really good job at facilitating. Holy moly, this is the most intense looking desk lamp I've seen in my life. But to be honest, it's also still not very clear what makes it so special and so valuable. I mean, this is an imposing piece of kit. Wow. Okay, so I guess perk number one is that it's fully articulating. Any angle, Ooh, like any angle you want, you can get here. And part of what makes it special is they built a custom heat pipe that sits above it like this to keep it cool. Because when LEDs overheat, that's what often causes the fading and the discoloration. It can sink its level of brightness to the sun cycle. That's actually a major health perk. So it's got glare protection It's got anti-flicker and it lasts 60 years. It's going to outlive me and my creaky knees. So I guess Dyson's angle with this is, yes, it's $600, but considering you might well spend 90% of the rest of your life indoors, this one light could carry you through the entirety of that. It's actually kind of sad to think about. Oh, that's so cool. So when you bring it over this chamber here, it becomes a diffused nightlight, I guess. That's incredibly satisfying. You've got touch-sensitive color temperature and brightness controls at the top. And when you get to this tier of light, it's not even about, like, does this light my desk enough for me to work? It's all about the quality of the shadows it leaves and the evenness of the illumination, all of which this ticks the boxes for. The only thing it doesn't do is uh, disco mode. You could actually potentially use this, yeah, as a video, has every other kind of detection. Don't shine this in your eyes. Here's one top tip. Uh, so this is the package for our $700 keyboard. It just says Royal Clutch on the front. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The actual box is kind of on the inside. This is proper wood, much more what I was hoping for for the money. Okay, uh, slight vibe clash with all the hyper-futuristic modern looking tech on the table, but this is an item that's definitely going for the bespoke classy aesthetic. Now I've got to say, very first impressions, it's not immediately clear to me why this is 70 times the price of a normal keyboard. I mean, it is made of natural wood. It's hand sanded, it's coated in ecological oil. Actually, maybe the best test. Kind of a brand new scent, actually. Wait a sec. It's $10.20. Her key. There's a certain kind of person this is clearly made for. Someone who really appreciates the, the craftsmanship of it. For me, I'm kind of looking at some of these keys and their slightly faded layouts and thinking, kind of wish a machine had done this. It's actually kind of like something my dad would try and make. <laughs> the typing experience is, I mean, it's good. It's a mechanical keyboard. It uses Cherry MX Brown switches, It's quite fitting actually. But for me personally, this whole thing being made out of wood doesn't really add anything. If anything, it's kind of like a rougher texture than I'm used to. You should probably plug this in. Whoa. That's so cool. Seeing like really rustic old school wood mixed in with modern RGB lighting. Look, it's magnetic to elevate the keyboard. That is such a good feature. I'm quite keen about it. Hey, okay, I am pumped right now. The next time we're back in this room, we are testing the single gadget that I've been the most excited for. It's gonna get hot in here. So probably take off this ridiculous jacket. This is what I've been waiting for. You know what I can't wait for? is that first jump into the seat. I'm expecting the most cushioned landing I've ever had. That's a thousand dollar smell right there. I just love the fact that they called this chair the squidger. It really had better be cushioned. <laughs> oh, Can you imagine if that was actually like a hard backed? It's got the perfect balance of being insanely squidgy at every point, and yet it does have some sort of supportive structure to the point where like, every single angle feels fantastic, maybe not this one. Oh, wow. I am not used to getting expensive clothes and shoes like this. I mean, half my wardrobe is just meme t-shirts. So this is uh, quite the shock. and there's so many papers here. And it also, it just smells like the inside of an expensive clothes store. I'm sure they've sprayed it with something. Fudge! Oh, That's even wilder than I thought it could have been. It's such a beast. And it doesn't even really look like a shoe. Crikey, you're actually so heavy as well. This isn't going to be comfortable, right? <laughs> they literally look like they can knock someone out. Out. and the laces don't exactly feel amazing, but the material of the shoe itself absolutely does. It feels like I've just given my feet an extra exoskeleton. Okay. Whoa. I feel so tall. He's actually checking out my crepes. And because the shoes are curved, you can actually tilt so far forward. What could possibly be the purpose of that? Should I see if it makes me run faster. Three, two, one. Go. <laughs> Whoa. Oh dear. Ah, it's so weird because your feet aren't used to rotating like that. Guess the takeaway is don't use them for running. (laughs) I mean, have you ever seen knives presented like this? I feel kind of embarrassed now about the $5 knife I've been using to unbox all of this stuff. Oh, love seeing a massive caution label on stuff I'm just about to test. And then a letter which says that the gift of a knife usually represents the severing of a friendship unless it is gifted with a coin. Against this, I guess. Okay, so there's some anti corrosion paper around each blade. Let's go with the biggest one. Time to suit up. Gotta say, knowing how ridiculously sharp this knife is, it's kind of creeping me out. So, when I got this knife, I was talking to someone about it who knows a lot about knives, and he just said, try cutting a piece of paper with it. Holy cow. I'm just thinking, like, imagine if you accidentally cut yourself with this. Is that what it would do to your arm? I mean, don't get me wrong. This is a stupid amount of money to spend on a knife, but I've never seen that before. And you know this pattern that you see here, that's not a printed design. That is individual layers of steel forged on top of each other. I kind of want to see what it does to these apples, but not on this surface. So I actually bought a chopping board specifically for this video that I've been really excited to try. That's how you know that I'm reaching a certain age. So it's forged using a combination of wood and epoxy resin, which It kind of makes it look like land and sea. And you can see the light glowing in the background. This is the kind of tool where you start to realize the limiting factor is your own skill. I feel like I could cut this apple cell by cell. So this is the sharpest normal knife that I own. Okay, it doesn't really hold up when you try to go for millimeter thickness. That right there is about the thinnest slice I can make. You kind of think you've reached the limit of how thin something can be. (laughs) And I am very clearly nowhere near the limits of this. That's ridiculous! I imagine the amount of pressure required to actually slice the rest of it is very, very minor. And we are cutting these apples. Kind of like we're cutting the gap in subscribers between us and Apple. And once we've closed it, we will build the most ridiculous iPhone you've ever seen. So, a sub to the channel would be very nice. The DVLA Phantom of the Opera Edition. Man, this thing literally, looks like it was designed for a king. And the package is so heavy, I can't believe it. So there's a smaller box first, which has what looks like the remote inside of it. This is pretty swish. And then the speaker itself. Okay, cut down here, cut down here. Blimey egg. It looks like an alien life form with a shower cap on it. I can't get over the sheer density of the thing. I can barely hold it. To say that I am excited to experience this is understatement of the year. (laughs) Just listen to this thing. If the sound that comes out of it is disappointing, then I guess I'll just use it as a drum kit. To give you an idea, I actually a while ago managed to get a fake version of one of these from Wish.com. This speaker right here has 10 watts of power. The actual Opera du Paris Phantom Is 1100. Not to mention that it has 1400 custom parts made of aluminum, titanium, and even real gold all firing together to create what they're describing as implosive sound, whatever that means. Oh, the gold panels actually come off. So I guess you could mix and match them for $3,000 a pop. You can actually see the gold leaf blending into the back. Let's connect up to the fake and see how that sounds. Bluetooth (laughs) mode. There's a solid white light. I kind of feel like we'll know when we're on. That was tantalizing. I've never in my life experienced bass like that. Oh, I like it. So That's all zero percent bass. Let's go maximum. This is not a speaker. This is a weapon. Genuinely concerned about the structural integrity of this building. Oh. There's a playlist called Ultra Ultra Bass Boosted. Okay, I've just heard my dad come in through the door, he's upstairs, he's gonna be down any minute now, I need to quickly blitz clean this place. So recently, i become a bit of a security nerd, I've watched how tons of other YouTubers who've followed all the recommended security steps have still managed to get their accounts completely hacked. There are entire forums on the dark web whose entire purpose is to just buy and sell user data. Everything from addresses to credit card information to passwords. and. Sometimes they don't even need passwords. A hacker can send you a link via text, and if you so much as click that link, can download a file silently that gives them access to your session ID, which means that they can basically continue to browse the internet as if they were you. But Surfshark VPN can at least make it harder for them. Surfshark sits between you and your internet service provider, scrambling your internet traffic to keep you anonymous. It's not a one-click solution that instantly solves all your security problems, but it is a quite inexpensive, very simple solution that will drastically strengthen your security comes with a proper antivirus, a private ad-free internet (coughs) search, as well as Surfshark alert, which lets you know if your data has been compromised. And using the code BOSS, you end up at less than $3 a month with an extra three months for free for unlimited users and a money-back guarantee. Yes, okay, perfect. (sighs) Holy cow. That is literally like watching a 150-inch TV. Dad, I would like to welcome you to your new projector. So, we had one here, we had one here, but you've probably never seen one like this. What is that? It's a monster. It's a 4K to 8K projector, which shoots multiple 4K images next to each other, merges them into an 8K image. That's incredible. It's both into it's, <laughs> it's better than our TV upstairs. Oh, my God, look at that. And it's using an 18-part glass lens for the clarity, which oh, is ridiculous. Oh so, You wanted a cinema room. Now I'm going to give it out as a proper cinema Oh, it's too much better. It's oh. OK. <laughs> You've got to be sitting here, <laughs> Yeah, we got your nice little chair, actually. Try it. <laughs> it's um. Oh, it's just me and my own. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean... Mine will come later. <laughs> see, see what I you think, then. I'm be though. watching these films by yourself. Oh my god, does it convert HD to 4K or what? Yeah, so it converts HD to 4K, 4K to 8K, and the darker it gets, the better the picture's gonna be. (laughs) I love how your head's just in the way of the frame. (laughs) (laughs) Successful plan.